This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 52, and that all goes down on October 20th. We've got Cameron Van Camp knuckling up and towing the line against Jeremy Holloway, and great getting to have Jeremy on the show for the first time. How's your day going there, man? You having a solid one so far? So far, so good, man. Got my strength and condition out of the way. After this, I'm going to go and get my rounds in, so we're right on schedule. And kind of wondering how you're feeling heading into the sophomore BKFC fight here. Like, what differences are there in your approach that maybe differ from how you approach the first fight there? Well, I don't think anything really changes as far as, like, game plan and plans in that aspect. If anything, so we're not trying to let that shit go to the judges. Yeah, I mean... Because, like, I mean, obviously the last one with Will Santiago there. Like, what were your thoughts when you heard that decision? Like, when you were there and the ref's kind of, like, you know, with both of you guys. Like, did you think you had, I guess, done enough to win at that point? Were you surprised to hear there was a draw at BKFC 48? Um, it was very surprising. Um, I, I really felt like I did enough to, you know, close out the win. Granted, you know, um, I didn't really have much of activity in that fifth round. But, uh. Yeah, man, it was very surprising. How was the experience, though, I guess, relative to your, you know, preconceived notions? Because obviously, you know, going the distance and, I mean, performing to a scale where you thought you, you know, should have won the fight. Like, were there any differences that popped up in the performance? Did it all kind of align with your preconceived notions, large in part of what fighting in bare knuckle would be like? Um... It was everything that I expected. Um, and then going back and looking back, I've seen uh, obviously where I could have, you know, I could have matched the gas a little more. Maybe I felt like I was maybe a little too cautious. Um, but I guess that all goes with the territory of, you know, your first fight. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about this second one. And the second one's got a nice little story to it. And curious to hear you expound upon that a bit more. Like, what story is going into this that's particularly exciting you? Mm. Fun fact about this kid Van Camp, because uh, about three years ago, when I when I moved out to Jackson to prepare for a fight, I was actually scheduled to fight him. And uh, now we're like, we're right at the beginning of just finding out about the fight. Maybe seven, eight weeks out, this guy tweaked some muscle in his neck the moment I arrived, and it's announced that I'm at Jackson's. <clears throat> I find it very, you know, very, very uh, humorous. And his last fight was against a kid that had ran from me for about three or four years at 155, thinking, I guess he was going to get a difference, a different outlook, you know, uh, going down, fighting, being the bigger opposition against the smaller guys. Speaking of Nicholas Mata as well. So Cameron, Cameron's not came across, he came across my name before. Why he chose to step up and fight me in bare knuckle boxing blows my mind. I know he's game. I know he's a 
tough guy. But uh, this is my shit. So is it your aptitude for the sport that's kind of blowing your mind or just because, like you said, you had that, you know, previous history where maybe you thought he was trying to get out of fighting you, I guess. Man, this guy's got a jiu-jitsu belt tattooed around his chest. I think his advantage stood more so in the cage. I was going to say that's interesting because I was going to ask, like, what your thoughts were on, like, what your opponent is kind of bringing to the table here. It seems like you're obviously very acutely aware of all of that and yeah just interesting with this being the bare knuckle debut and everything like that like it seems like you're i guess very confident about the i guess machinations of this matchup for lack of a better way to phrase it i mean don't get me wrong i'm not overlooking it by any means but at the same time i know what i'm bringing to the table and if we put what i have to offer what has just happened to him it doesn't add up man he just lost two fights by knockout one at 170 one at 155 but you guys i'm fairly figured out. So, it's going to be very interesting to see how he stands up against bare knuckles versus gloves. You know, so this is a very, very big change of scenery for him. So, uh, hats off to him. I thank him for the opportunity. I pray that he stays healthy, you know, when he shows up. Um, yeah, man, we're going to have that line. Yeah, for sure, man. And you mentioned that past, you know, with Jackson Wink and whatnot. I saw some picks a few years back, and... Kind of curious, like, are you still working at that space nowadays? Because I also saw Dark Side MMA as, like, the listed affiliation on Tapology. Like, where are you working in this camp, I guess? I wasn't that big Oh, I was just saying you mentioned, like, Jackson Wink and whatnot, and I definitely have seen that work, but also saw Dark Side MMA as, like, a listed affiliation on Tapology. Just wondering where you're training at nowadays. Man, uh, it's a long time right now. It's been devoted... 100% the bone breaker boxing gym, man. Um, I've been with my coach right now, Jesus Pacetta. We're going on like 16 weeks strong since, you know, going on since the last fight. We just we just kept everything running. Um, we've got a nice little history. I, I made my first debut in the MMA on their, uh, one of their amateur cards back in like the early 2000s. So, uh, yeah. Bless him for everything, you know, to come full circle. You know, we, we came back, reconnected, but uh, he's really helped me fine-tune some things that, you know, I already did well, but things that I could add to my bag that makes me exceptional. You know, and, uh, it's, man, it's been nothing but, but a ride right now, man, so I'm just enjoying it. And I'm curious, like, what, I guess, aspects you add to, like, maybe, like, the bare-knuckle preparations, because getting in work with, you know, great boxers and people who are great, like gloved boxing minds, like what, I guess, are you doing for like the bare knuckle specific work? Because like I know some fighters will, you know, work with like the wooden Muay Thai boards or do certain like hand galvanizing. Some fighters are also like, ah, you know, my hands are plenty strong. I've been fighting for a while. Like, are there any unique aspects you add to like bare knuckle preparations or anything? You know, of course, we, we do like certain things, you know, to toughen up the hands as far as, you know, push-ups on the knuckles, um, certain drills we will do on the back. On the bottom of the bag, that tends to be a you know a lot harder, more fun, but uh, nothing nothing too crazy, you know. Because you know we still got to protect the money makers. My biggest thing is more so based on my recovery. That's more important to me than anything. Yeah, for sure. Like, what goes into the recovery then? I mean, if that's such like a focused part of what you're doing. Oh man, just putting things back together. I mean, I break myself down every time I'm in there. You know, three days out of the week, I'm. I got two a days, and then the in-between days is, you know, regular sports conditioning. So I'm in the gym at least five to six days a week, nine to ten times. 
100% better each day. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely what it's all about. But just kind of in doing my research on you noticing you've got at least like per topology from what I was seeing around 25 MMA fights over amateur and pro. Obviously like the grappling and leg kicks and certain obvious aspects are taken out in bare knuckle. But like how much does like that active clinch game and some of the other, you know, aspects of MMA lend to bare knuckle? I would think there's a few transferable kind of skills. Oh, definitely. A clinch because... I love dirty boxing, and that's one of my favorite things to do. So, but it'll be very fun to to see, you know, how that gauges. With him being so long, I don't think he would want to engage in a clinch. You know, this guy's six two, but we have the same reach on paper. Um, very interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I'm kind of curious to just, you know, get the thoughts on maybe what some of the families thinking. Because I understand you got a bit of a fighting family there from an article I was seeing on the BKFC website, like your uncle was a professional boxer and other family members in martial arts. Like, what are their thoughts on you getting involved in BKFC and throwing down? Well, before the first fight, they thought I was crazy. Because <laughs> they were like, <laughs> they're like, no gloves? <laughs> yeah, but uh, the fact that I came home how I left, you know, they're a little more at ease. So maybe the temperament is more of excitement for the next one when the family's checking out this one? Definitely, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I love hearing that, man. That's great. And I guess just one thing I kind of wanted to touch on, this was obviously a little bit ago at this point, but I saw a few articles actually kind of centered on this. I guess like a random guy walked into the gym and try to challenge you to a fight and everything like that, or I guess just challenge someone to a fight and you kind of took him up on it. What was what was that whole experience like? Is that something you're kind of used to? Was it kind of like a very random, like, oh, what's going on here? That was very random. Cause, uh, <laughs> he, he was actually, came, he came in and he had gotten really rude with another friend of mine, at the time, Charlie, and he was supposed to fight Charlie originally because Charlie was like, okay, dude, like, I'm nothing but polite to you. You want to fight? Sign a waiver. So when he seen how eager Charlie was after he seen him sign the waiver, I've been cutting weight all day. So uh, he sees me over there on my knees catching my breath. He was like, well, let me get him first. And that's how it <laughs> Yeah, he ended up calling me out, I guess, thinking I was the easier picking. And it did not go so well. Yeah, such a... I don't know, wild situation. It's funny, like, how random people think they've got just such an aptitude for fighting, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I've, you know, fought for Bellator before, and I'm in BKFC, so if you want to throw down, I mean, I guess we can do it, but probably doesn't behoove you a great deal. Like, you'll probably get beat up. But even within that, like, it seemed like you kind of, like, relatively took it easy on the guy. Like, I felt like you could have definitely put it on him more, but, yeah, just a wild situation. I was, I was preparing for my last fight, and, uh, I initially tried to touch gloves with them at the beginning, and that's usually how I gauge with people. You know, if it's someone who, you know, touch gloves, get that, you know, mutual respect look to each other. This guy snatches his arm back and looks at me like, don't touch me. And then he starts swinging for the fences. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, some wild people out there, I guess, man. But you were, uh, you were a good dude about it. I guess kind of going back to this fight here, though, because I feel like sometimes when I talk to fighters, like some of them are very into the idea of, I guess visualizing certain scenarios in the fight quite a bit, and then within that they have like a, I guess, predominant visualization of how they see 
the fight ending like are you a fighter that generally does that visualization and if so like how do you i guess see the ending of this one going um execution man i can't really tell my game plan but my goal is to execute my game plan um of course not to leave it in the hands of the judges but uh man i don't think people understand how hard it is to hit a man that does not want to be knocked out when he has legs that can still move some guys are going to negate from the fight, but hopefully and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure, man. And I guess just one last thing I wanted to touch on, because I'm always curious to get the backstories on fighter nicknames. And I saw on the BKFC site, your nickname was Hit Em. Like, who gave you the nickname and what was, like, the origin story of all that? Sorry, did you get that there, or did it break up? It broke up. I didn't get the last part about the backstory. Oh, sorry. I guess I was just wondering the backstory on your nickname, Hit Em. Like, who gave you that moniker, I guess? Uh, and, uh, a childhood friend. I actually got that name when I was, like, 16, 15, 16. Um, I had a thing for fighting all the time. Yeah, I was always fighting. And then, uh... I remember one summer, everybody that I'd beat up one summer got together and jumped me at the end of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 15 guys. I was like, there's no fucking way I fought you. I was like, no, I was like, I don't remember fighting half these guys. You know what I'm saying, man? It was just, I'm on the kid at the time, man. I had a lot of testosterone. But uh, that was a very fun, fun time, man. Uh, once I was able to put my back up against something, man, it was... It was an informed stuff at that point. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, I didn't expect that level of a backstory to that. That's a pretty wild situation. I guess it kind of makes it relatively easier going into some of these one-on-one -on -one situations. Like, obviously, you're fighting professional fighters now, but... Every time you hit somebody, somebody hits you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, like the, that's like, that's the ultimate counter, and you don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Wild scenes, man. No, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you going to say something else? Oh, no, sorry. No, sorry. No, I was just going to say that's like a wild backstory to it. And I appreciate you giving that info. But I also appreciate you, you know, making the time, man. And like I was saying before, I definitely, you know, want to be mindful of your schedule. So is there maybe like a final thought you'd want to add as we're kind of wrapping up here, Jeremy? Um, final thought. Not, not too much, man, because uh, I'm very excited for this one. You know, me close to home, so I'm trying not to be overly anxious. Um, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. You know, Dave Fieldman, Andy Hall, Nate Shook, you know. Shout out to those guys, man. Um, also, Nelson Surge, you know, uh, the whole BKFC staff, you know. And those guys for believing in me, give me another opportunity um, to perform. You know, special thanks to my coach, sponsors. Yeah, supporters, everybody, man. Thank you for this interview. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming on, man. Definitely someone I wanted to talk to and get some insights from ahead of BKFC 52 here. And definitely excited for this Cameron Van Camp fight on October 20th. But until then, Jeremy, you have a good rest of your day. And thank you for the time again. Yes, sir, you too. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting 
Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buy.